Um, welcome back to another episode of Base Baltics. Um, this one here is a little bit different than our usual episode. Um, we both super busy and didn't get a chance to do a full pod, but we thought we'd share this project that we actually did for Evan's school. Um, and it is about Kurt Flood, who is one of both of our idols. Um, um, you'll learn more about him. It's just a quick 10 minute kind of segment that we did for a project. Um, just telling his story. Um, just thought I'd give you guys a little intro. Um, we will be back uh, come next Monday. Um, but for this week, this is all we got for you. Um, yeah, that's about all we got. I uh, just want to say stay safe out there. And yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Dave Roberts. That's Dodgers have won it all in 2020. I'm Evan. I'm Alex. And this is a story about baseball. Major League Baseball season ends every year in the World Series, where the best teams from the National and American Leagues face off to be the best team in the sport. But after the grounds crew have cleaned the field and all the fans have left the stadium, another important season is beginning, the offseason. Baseball's offseason most years is dominated by blockbuster trades and the various wheelings and dealings that front offices do to make their clubs successful or to begin the process of rebuilding. Where the biggest contracts and moves are usually made is with free agents, players who have fulfilled their contractual obligations to the team that signed them as young prospects are now able to auction their talents to the open market. But for most of baseball's storied past, free agency didn't exist. It is thanks to one man that players are not tied for life to the team that signed them. And his name is Kurt Flood. I guess you really have to understand who that person, who that Kurt Flood was. Flood was born in Houston, Texas in 1938. Grew up in Oakland, California. He signed with the Cincinnati Reds at the age of 18, but was traded to the St. Louis Cardinals the next year. His on-field performance was excellent throughout his career, but there is no doubt that he's penned in history because of what he did off the field. A little background for the listener. Up to this point in Major League Baseball, 1969 to be exact, all contracts were handled under the reserve system. This meant that since 1879, every player was signed to a one-year contract, the only variable being the salary that they were paid. There were no multi-year deals, and even when the year was over, that player was still under obligation to remain with the team, be traded, sold, etc. The only way players could have leverage would be if they decided not to play until any demands they had were met. Teams did this because they realized that if valuable, talented players were able to negotiate their contracts on the open market, with the freedom to leave the team if negotiations went south, the contracts would escalate dramatically in value. Another important detail is that the National League and American League were separate entities at this point, not conglomerated into one major league as they are today. Both leagues were engaging in the practice of the reserve system. Under the Sherman Antitrust Act of 1890, quote, two or more non-affiliated companies in any other interstate business were prohibited from colluding with each other to fix prices or establish schedules or rates, end quote. There's no doubt that what the two leagues were doing constituted an antitrust violation. They were effectively fixing contact prices by instituting the rule across both of their leagues and throughout all of their teams. But in 1922, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld that because baseball was an amusement, that, quote, 
organizing a schedule of games between independently owned and operated clubs operating in various states and engaging in activities incidental thereto did not constitute interstate commerce, end quote. Enter Kurt Flood, an excellent center fielder for the Cardinals. Flood was finishing his 12th season for St. Louis in 1969. The Cardinals traded Flood and three other players for the Philadelphia Phillies for three players. Flood refused to go on account of the Phillies' morose record, aging stadium, and in his eyes, a racist and belligerent fan base. Flood said, quote, that I didn't think that I was going to report to Philadelphia, mainly because I didn't want to pick up 12 years of my life and move to another city, end quote. Flood was at risk of losing out on a $100,000 contract if he didn't show up, but he went to his lawyer and eventually to founder and executive director of the Players Association, Marvin Miller. Flood said he wanted to sue the league, and Miller and the PA had his back. Flood wrote in a letter to baseball commissioner Bowie Kuhn, in which he said, quote, After 12 years in the major leagues, I do not feel I am a piece of property to be bought and sold, irrespective of my wishes. I believe that any system which produces that result violates my basic rights as a citizen and is inconsistent with the laws of the United States and several states. He went on in the letter to demand his free agency, which was denied, citing the reserve clause. Flood then filed a lawsuit for $1 million on violations of the Sherman Antitrust Law I mentioned earlier. This case divided Major League Baseball, and no active players attended the trial. I was telling my story to deaf ears because I was telling my story to a person who would give their firstborn child to be doing what I was doing, and he just could not understand how there could be anything possibly wrong with baseball. Flood v. Kuhn came before the Supreme Court on the 20th of March, 1972. And while you might expect me to tell you that they ruled in Flood's favor, it was not meant to be. The precedent of 1922's Federal Baseball Club v. National League case that gave MLB exemption from antitrust actions forced the justices to allow the precedent to stand, sliding 5-3 in favor of Major League Baseball. It wasn't until three years later that two other players backed by the union brought a case that finally struck down the reserve clause, and in 1976, the players' union and MLB owners came to an agreement on free agency. Kurt Flood never played baseball professionally again. He was blackballed from the league for taking a stand for the players and their ability to bargain freely. Marvin Miller told Flood before the case, even if he won, he would never play baseball again. He responded by asking if it would benefit other players. Miller told him, it would, and those to come. Flood said that was good enough for him. Flood wasn't a labor organizer or an activist. Did the work he did had a more profound impact on the baseball labor market than anyone. When Garrett Cole, star pitcher for the Yankees, was signed to a nine-year, $324 million contract in 2019, he took time out of his press conference to thank both Miller and Flood, saying... I think I would also be remiss if I didn't mention a few other names uh, special to the baseball family. Um, Marvin Miller specifically, uh, what a special year for him to get inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, we've seen competitiveness blossom and free agency blossom, uh, and he played a major role in that. Um, Kurt Flood as well, challenging the reserve clause uh, was essential to the blossoming sport we have today. Um, and to all the players that have sacrificed... Baseball is often called America's pastime. It is a game for everyone, the short, the tall, people of all different races, nationalities, and creeds. But it also represents America's tendency to allow large corporations to take advantage of workers. Baseball still lives with that reality. A league where teams are worth billions of dollars but pay their minor league players below a living wage. 
But much of the prosperity, both among players and owners, is due to the free agent market and the increasing talent that comes into Major League Baseball, not just from America, but from around the world. And that is thanks to Kurt Flood. The sources for this story were A Well-Paid Slave, Kurt Flood's Fight for Free Agency in Professional Sport, a book by Brad Snyder, and How Kurt Flood Changed Baseball and Killed His Career in the Process, an article in The Atlantic by Alan Barra, as well as excerpts from Ken Burns' series, Baseball. Thanks for listening. I'm Alex. I'm Evan Gravel. <laughs>